Welcome to Claim the Stage, a podcast for women who want to discover, awaken, and create their voice through the art of public speaking. I'm your host, Angela Lucier, award-winning professional speaker, author, and CEO and founder of The Speaker Sisterhood, a network of public speaking clubs for women. Welcome to the Claim the Stage podcast. I'm Angela Lucier. I'm your host. I'm also an author, speaker, and CEO and founder of the Speaker Sisterhood at speakersisterhood.com. All of our clubs are currently meeting online, and it's a great time to check it out if you've been thinking about it, wondering about it, hearing about it, and just thinking... Should I do it? Yeah, now's the time. You can go to speakersisterhood.com, click on the club directory, and check out a club for free today. Okay, today's episode is all about how to build your brand through podcasting with Case Lane. And this is our second installment of our four-part branding series. Case is a wealth of knowledge on this subject, which is ever-changing, and she became an expert on it by doing it herself and learning the right way to do it, making lots of mistakes, you know, a lot of trial and error. I tend to trust the people who have spent the time in the seat doing the work versus the people who have studied it but not actually done it. <laughs> so she she shares a lot of her tips, uh, resources, stories. She's, she's wonderful. And I think if you're trying to decide whether or not you want to have your own podcast or become a guest on podcasts and how to do that effectively, you will get your questions answered on today's episode. Before we jump into it, let me tell you a little bit more about Case. Case Lane is a global writer, podcaster, entrepreneur, traveler, and the founder of Ready Entrepreneur. She's a former diplomat, consultant, and corporate executive, and she prepares aspiring entrepreneurs to understand how to take advantage of technology and global resources to achieve lifestyle freedom by starting their own online business. After a successful book promotion podcast tour, Case developed an approach to help professionals, writers, entrepreneurs, and other public speakers understand and navigate the growing podcast industry as guest speakers. If this topic interests you, you're in for a treat. Without further ado, my interview with Case Lane. All right, Case Lane, welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you. It's great to be here. We are talking about a subject that is so hot right now, and everyone is talking about podcasting. Everyone is listening to podcasts. We have time alone at home, time out on walks, time not so much in the car as much as we used to, but maybe you know at home taking up our new knitting uh, <laughs> um, hobby where we're <laughs> listening to podcasts. But I'm interested in talking with you today about how to get yourself on a podcast and why someone might might want to do that. But be, before we jump into that, can you tell me a little bit about how you got into this type of work? Because sure. you seem to have a really varied background. 
Yeah, I better do the short version or we'll be here a while. But like like so many people, I had, I had a full-on corporate background. I, I was a diplomat. I was a management consultant, a corporate executive. And then I went to law school because of um, what was happening in my business, which is entertainment, digital media. And then I, you know, I was interested in technology and the law, but I started ebook self-publishing and I got into online business through that. So from there, instead of going to work in the law, I decided to work full-time on my online business, which initially ready entrepreneur, which is still my business, is preparing aspiring online entrepreneurs to get started. But as part of that, I got into podcasting uh, as what we'll be talking about is, is an awesome way for you to build your business, build your audience, deliver value, really improve your message, everything like that. And then as I got into it for myself as a, as a host, and then a guest, and I realized, like you said, so many people are, are talking about this right now. So many people want to learn more. So I've started to build a process to help people actually learn all about being a podcast guest. I think this is great and so timely and perfect. So let's jump into why someone might want to show up on a podcast if they were trying to build their brand. Yeah, I think it, it's so let's start. Take a look at the atmosphere as we talked about. Everybody, even without commuting, podcasts are growing. So this is becoming one of those mediums where so many people can actually have an opportunity because there are now 1.7 million podcasts, depending on who you ask, and more coming on every day. So if you have a message, if you have a product, if you have value that you're trying to get out into the world through you know, a business or even as a professional or as a speaker or whatever, you know, if you're something that you want to reach an audience, now you have podcasts. And there are so many of them talking about every subject you could think of. And so wherever you fit in there, you have this opportunity to, to be on the virtual stage. The physical stages are closed right now. So you, you can be on the virtual stage and continue to, to work on your message and build your audience through podcasting. So that's why it's something you could really be looking at now. So if someone came to you and said, I'm trying to decide between starting my own podcast and being featured on other people's podcasts mm -hmm. as a guest, what advice would you give them or what process would you walk them through. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because as a host, you could also, of course, build your audience and, 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 and you know, spread your message. So there are two things to think about is if you're looking at doing a podcast as a host, what would be your plan? What is your intention? Are you trying to build it as a business? Do you just, you want to have it as a platform where you can talk to people or work on whatever your own message is? So you really want to set your goals and your objectives because being the host, of course, is more work. <laughs> you have to, you actually have to create the podcast. So you record it. You Now you edit it. Obviously you could outsource if you don't want to do the technical parts yourself. But you if you're actually that person who wants to be the responsible for the asset, for the creation of that, that piece of digital media, then you could be the host, but set your objectives about why you'd be the host. And then, of course, as a guest, you could, re, you know, there's work to do there as well, reaching out to other podcasters, asking to be on their show, that type of thing, promoting the show afterwards. But it's not the same thing as being responsible for making sure that the show is actually posted and, and put out to the world. Yeah, I think I would add to that too, to have people just guest, be a guest on a podcast to start too, to see if they like the medium of, mm -hmm. of being at, you know, behind a microphone in front of a computer alone in a room. 
I know we're all kind of doing that right now on Zoom, but it is a little bit different since it's mostly an audio format and it's a lot of, you know, being able to answer questions and how, how do you feel being in a conversation with someone that other people are going to hear down the road? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, That's real. Yeah. yeah, Podcasts last forever. This is one of the things that's very different about podcasting compared to, you know, say being on a TV show or like being a guest on a talk show. The podcast is out there all the times. People can access it anytime on so many different directories. So you want to think about, you know, as you're building this, it's something that you want people to hear. Could be years from now that they that they get around to hearing it. But you're right. It is. You have to think about that as well. So, so that's where you set your goals. What is it that you're actually trying to do? Yeah. Now, let's say you decide you want to be a guest on other people's shows. Mm-hmm. How do you go about finding shows if you can't afford an expensive PR agency or you don't have this, you know, huge network and you don't have a platform of 500,000 followers? Mm-hmm. What do you do? Yeah, you actually can do it yourself. This is what I have learned. And it's really important to know that because you you don't have to have a big agency to go out and do it. So what you're going to be doing is a search process. And I'm going to just going to talk specifically about how you find podcasts. So there are right now, maybe I think I've counted about 70 different directories that list podcasts and they list them all in different ways. But you're looking for podcasts that do interviews in your subject area that you that have been that are still uh, active so what you would do to, you would actually there's some directories that are better than others you go into a directory as a lot of people say apple podcast i don't actually say apple is your first directory because they don't give you a lot of search results but what you're doing you think of your categories and your keywords now unlike Amazon or Google, which are very sophisticated search engines, the directories for podcasts are not. So the categories are very broad and the keywords are really just looking for podcast titles. They, I haven't noticed the directories really getting into descriptions and so on. So you have to think quite creatively. Like, for example, I reached out to you about guest podcasting and, and that's not the name of your show. So you have to think you know, creatively about what keywords are you looking for that would actually fit in your area. And then you go into a directory, like, uh, for example, Listen Notes, which is robust directory, and you just put in the name of that keyword and you see all the search results. Now, initially, what I like to do is just make a list of what all those podcast titles are. And I'll start searching at, through them one by one, but I'm looking just at the titles, seeing if you know there's something there and I just put those all down. Then you have to go into each title one by one and do a second search. And I, that's when I go to Apple Podcasts because Apple's page for a podcast includes the description of the show, as well as the first few lines of description of each episode. So that lets you know, okay, this show, the description looks good. There's episodes that are about the kinds of thing I'm talking about. Oh, and first of all, though, check, check the last episode posted date. (laughs) That's very, very important. Right. I should say that first. So check to make sure the show is still active. Now, there's, this is part of the, the sort of the challenge with podcasts is a pod, podcasting is wide open. Anybody could be podcasting and so on. So you don't, if the show hasn't posted in three months there's it, and there's no sort of final episode, there are very few final episodes for shows that haven't posted in a while. So you're not really sure. And you could re- have read through it and maybe go to the, go to the website of the host and wow, it looks really good. So you might still want to reach out to a show that hasn't posted in a couple of months because maybe the podcast is just taking a break. But assuming that, so you take a look, the show's recent, the episode descriptions look good, then the next level is you want to research more. 
you go to the website. Now, how do you find the website? You just Google it or some of the podcast directories actually have a link to the website. So you just go there, take a look. You're looking now for contact information. And you're also looking to see maybe there's more details about the host and the show. So once you see if it all matches up, then you look for the contact information. On the website, some people put their email address front and center. Some people have specifically a guest podcast request form. So it's very important to check and fill that out. You don't want to send an email when you when they actually have taken the time to set up some kind of form. Uh, and some people just have their regular contact pages, so you're not sure, so you can use that. I know that some people are like, oh, that might go into the wind, <laughs> but you never know. So if that's the only way to contact someone. And then, of course, there's social media. Social media is a little different because... And we, don't, we haven't talked about pitches yet, but when you're actually, most of the time people write an email pitch and it's quite detailed. So to put that out on social media, you have to think about hmm, how are you going to present that in a way that just doesn't come across as being spammy or something. So I don't use social, social media as much because I'm really looking for an email address so that I can send a full you know, email pitch to someone. But if you if it looks like that podcast, like the greatest match ever for what you're talking about, then you might want to reach out on social media as well. Um, then the website you mentioned, the directory, it's called listennotes.com. Yeah, that one is called Listen Notes. Um, there's so many. Podcast.com is another one. Uh, you, and then, of course, there's all the big names as well. Pandora, Spotify, Amazon Music now is joined. But the different what I look for in a directory is first of all, do they, how many search results do they return for a given keyword? So again, this is why Apple's not the best in the beginning as a search directory, because you'll put in a given keyword and you'll get maybe 20 results. Depends if you're on the app or if you're on the desktop, you might get a hundred. Apple does have though the, at the bottom where it says listeners also subscribe to and you can see, so that's a good way to see other shows as well that might be related. So that's helpful. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know when I signed up with my podcast, I, there is no public speaking category. So I had yeah. to put it under business and marketing, yeah. which was so frustrating because it yeah. reduced my, my results. But if you actually go into the uh, Apple podcast app and type in public speaking, it will come up because it's in the title, but you yes. can't categorize it that way, which is very frustrating. Yeah, Just it is. To- yeah. People have pointed out um, shows to me that because the keyword is not in the title, I'd never would have known. So yeah, you're absolutely right about that. So let's talk about pitching. You mentioned mm-hmm. that earlier. Would you create a different pitch for in, if you were DMing someone through social media versus an email? And what would you include in those pitches? I would, absolutely. So for the pitch, the email pitch. So, so what, the, what is the pitch? The pitch is your request to be on the show. So you have to think about why would this person want me on their show? And so what is the value that you offer? What is it that you want to talk to their audience about? Remember, you're trying to reach another audience. So it might not be exactly lined up with your typical audience, but it's maybe that you're trying to grow your brand or something like that. So you want to make sure you, you're tailored to their audience. And then what you want to do is as you lay out your email, you start off with a greeting and so on, a little bit about yourself, not pages and pages about yourself, you know, just a short biography, a couple of lines so the host gets an idea and then connect somehow to the show. So you've done your research, right? You've gone through, you've looked at their website, you've, you've listened to an episode. That's another thing. You know, if you're not sure about a show or you, you think it's going to be really good, you want to make a good pitch, listen to an episode or two, look at what the titles of their episodes are, see who they've been talking to. 
And then try and tie that back in with your pitch as well. And then make it very clear what your value is, what you're going to say, and provide some topic headings. You know, again, you're looking at the website and you're looking at their show. And let's say every other episode is a how-to. And if it makes sense, if you have how-tos, then say, you know, we could talk about how to this or how to that. So make sure it's aligned. Or or if they've been interviewing um, people in your field that you recognize and you could say, I am like so-and-so or I'm, you know, my uh, information relates to such and such as research or something like that. So you make sure you make it relatable. You want to make more information than a typical pitch. The typical pitches, and this is, you know, what a lot of agencies do because I, I receive them as well as a host, and it just says something very generic. Like, I think my client would be a great guest on your show, but there's no information about why. And when you're thinking of all the different, you know, you're going through different emails, you're thinking about the different episodes you want to do, the important things you want to talk about, you know, why you created your show in the first place, and then you get an email that's just very generic, it doesn't make sense. So if you, as a potential guest, really are specific about why it would be valuable to that particular show, that's what's going to attract people's attention. And I think you have to make sure that's all in there. So that's what makes reaching out on social media a little different because it'd be very difficult to put an entire long email in a DM. So I would just the initial, in social media, you almost have to go right to the point a little earlier, or you could start reaching out by just showing your interest in what that host is doing. So you've listened to an episode and you can just DM them and say, I really thought this was a great episode. And here's why, because I'm a person who does this, this, and this. And just continue to build on that relationship. You're going to be sending out you know, one or two sentences at a time, not a whole pitch. And then you could throw out. So I was wondering if you'd be interested in a conversation about this, or have you ever thought about having this type of subject on your show? This is what I talk about, but you'd have to build it up. And it's hard to say because for some hosts, the first DM, if you say, I speak about this, are you interested? They might say, yes, great. Um, There's others that might be like, well, I don't know who you are. So you really have to, social media is a little more delicate that way in the sense that you have to sort of build up and take your best guess about what the host would be interested in. Now, if you go the first time and say, oh, I could be great on your show and and they just ignore you, then refine and, and say something different the next time and, and build from there. Because most response, I, I think most uh, hosts, depending on how many you reach out to, you will not get, you know, you won't get 100% responses. If you get 50%, that would be amazing. Most people expect no more than 10% responses, yes or no, like total responses. A lot of people will just ignore it. So don't fret about that. <laughs> there are, you know, there are 1.7 million plus podcasts. There's bound to be thousands in your category. Keep going through all the names of podcasts that you find that you're looking for. You can always go back. If somebody hasn't responded for three or four months, then go back if that you know look like a great show and put in another request. So you just get to keep working here, but don't be a you know um, sort of discouraged if you don't receive responses because that that is common. People are getting, especially now things are increasing quickly, so people are getting a lot of pitches. Yeah, I get a lot of pitches. I'd say in the last six or eight months, they've really increased a lot. And 99% of them come to my email. I don't get very many through social media. And sometimes I do forget about them. And I appreciate when someone follows up, you know, whether it's two or four weeks later, just to say, hey, did you get my email? It's like, oh, great, because there's a lot of them. (laughs) And I appreciate (laughs) that. So I know sometimes people feel like, oh, I don't want to bother them or, you know, but I think that's really good advice to follow up. And what you had said earlier about pitching in the email and really doing the work to understand the show and pitching a topic. I think I would also add that 
it's about helping the person make their job a little easier. Mm -hmm. You know, you're doing some of their job for them. And I produce my own show. So I'm not only here you know, hosting it. I'm also picking the guests and picking the topics. And then when like someone like you sends me an email saying, Hey, would you like me to talk to your audience about podcasting? Great. You just gave me a topic that we really want to cover and you can do it. It's an easy yes. So I think that's the goal is how can you make it an easy yes for your host and not make them have to do too much work to figure it out. Yeah. So that, that's awesome. Um, now, let's say you you did the pitch. They mm-hmm. said yes. Now you need to prepare for the interview or think about something. What would you recommend a guest does to make sure that they can really shine during the episode? Yeah, absolutely. You want to really practice what you want to say. And I, and I know... You know, you don't literally have to sit down and do practice interviews and so on. But if it, you're just getting into this, you're just starting out, and let's say it's your first or second, third interview, you want to make sure you're not surprised by anything and that you're able to carry on that conversation. So whether or not that means you create a set of practice questions for yourself and decide what your answers will be, listen to that show, listen to the host show, hear how questions go back and forth and and how the sort of the general feel of the show is. Now, you don't have to spend hours and hours and hours doing this, but as you're first getting started, you want to be comfortable that you can have a conversation because, you know, if you listen to podcasts, you know, you, this is like a conversation in your ears where, you know, as you say, you could be out for a walk or not really commuting, but you could be in the car, you could be doing, you know, your chores or whatever, and you're listening and you're in this conversation. So, as somebody who listens to podcasts, you know what's expected. You know what makes a good podcast experience for you. So that's what you want to deliver when you're a guest on the show. Now, there's a couple of technical things, too. Just when you're first getting started, actually, even, you know, you're going to take this seriously. You're going to reach out to different people. You know you're going to get responses. So have your basic things ready, like a good professional headshot, like, you know, your your little your bio. You can make it a few lines, and then the host can do with it what they want. But just, you know, the, you want to have that ready. These are the things people ask for. You want to have any links that you want people to, to have. You want those to be ready. You want to have all your social media handles and your URLs. Like just have that in a plate where you can cut and paste so that they can have that as well. Just have that lined up. And then I know a lot of people worry about the one thing that, that is the most important, which is the microphone. <laughs> How are people going to hear you? Um, it's not a very big investment to get a good microphone. And that's really the one thing that podcast hosts ask for all the time. You can use the microphone on your laptop. You know, I say maybe like a quarter of the podcast hosts that I've reached out to actually have specific requirements saying you must have an external microphone. Others, if you have just the microphone that's built in, you know, that might be okay. But then in that case, you still have to make sure it's good sound. So your room has to be quiet and all of that. And that's all part of being a good guest as well. It's just being prepared. Um, you also, in a lot of cases now, have to be camera ready, which <laughs> people don't, don't think it's a podcast, it's audio. But more and more shows are taking the video and putting it on YouTube or somewhere else, you know, so they're showing the video as well. So you think about that. You want to make sure that you um, can do that as well, that you're, yet you're prepared to be showing your face on, on uh, video as, as well. So that's about getting prepared at the beginning. and. And then as you get closer and closer to the show, just make sure you've listened to it, that you're up to date on what's happening. And, you know, you can always follow the host if you're going to be, you know, connected. You, you, that's one thing about doing this process by yourself. I'll just digress for a second is 
you get an opportunity to reach out to people who are operating in your industry. I was speaking about your topic, your subject. So instead of handing it off to an agency who you don't know what they're saying to them, when you do it yourself, you build up that rapport and you don't know where that you know opportunity could lead to future collaboration down the line. You're in the same industry, so you could cross paths in other ways. So you want to make sure that it's not just a one-off interview that you're just you know chatting for a bit and that's the end of it. You 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 are creating together this asset, which is the podcast episode that you're going to promote, the host is going to promote, it's going to be out there in the world forever. <laughs> you can use it for other things to, to show other people. So you want it to be, it's important to you as much as it is to the host. I think that you have to keep that in your mind when you're preparing. Are there a couple different things that you want to keep in mind too? Like three key statements you want to make sure you get across in order to really get the like core of your message out there or, you know, have a free giveaway or something that will be your goal for the episode? Yeah. And I think that goes back to, again, whatever you decide, the reason that you decided to reach out in the first place. So it could be you're promoting something and here's the message and you want to make sure that you have addressed that in the interview because you don't want to miss the opportunity as well. I know sometimes you might be surprised, like, oh, wow, I got an interview. And then you totally forget what you want to say. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that happens. But you don't want to miss the opportunity to, to do what you want. The reason you had reached out in the first place is delivering value to the to the listeners and making sure that they have something, you know, they hear something they could use. So yeah, you you do and that could be part of your practice. That could be part of as you lay out thinking about different questions you could be asked, when you listen to other shows and you hear the questions that hosts are asking, think about what are your answers to those questions so that you have a response for you know anything. Not there's very few hosts. In fact, I would say like maybe one percent that have actually sent questions ahead of time. Um, most you know just want to have the conversation. They some people do do pre-interviews, so you have to be prepared for that as well. Some people will ask to speak to you for. 10, 15 minutes, you know, a week or two before the interview, just to get a feel for what they're going to talk about. But for the most part, you're just going to be having a conversation. So you just want to make sure that you you feel, you know, you, whatever your message is, the reason that you're doing this in the first place, you probably, is something you've worked on for years or thought about for years, or you've talked to your friends and family, they're tired of hearing it. So now is the time to talk to the rest of the world. So you really want to have it clear in your mind what you want to say. And so once the interview is over, how can you be a valuable guest mm -hmm. after the show? Yeah, this is absolutely critical. Because I've heard hosts say that people don't promote the shows. I'm like, why would that? Why would they not promote the shows? But you know, you 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 want to promote the show for sure, for sure, for sure. Now, there's a couple of things I could see how people could be delayed promoting the show. One of the reasons is because most different hosts don't know sometimes when exactly they're going to post the episode, so you can't be prepared for it ahead of time because you won't get the links and all of that until the show is actually live. So for so what happens is. You finish the show and depending on the host, they'll tell you either they'll give you a date or they'll just say they'll let you know when it's going to be live. And then out of the blue, one day you'll get an email saying your show is live. So I can see how that throws people off because you've already got plans for the day or whatever. But as long as you get around to posting something, say, within the week that the show goes live, I mean, that's where you want to get started. Now, another thing is not all hosts are going to give you graphics and things like that, images and things like that that you can use on your social posts. So you're going to have to create them yourself. And 
that's fine. You know, create a template in Canva, which is a free service, and go ahead and create a template and use the same one every time. I do. I just change out the the image of the podcast show, and I just change up the, you know, a couple of words at the top, and I use that if I don't get something from the host. So you've got it ready. And then decide ahead of time how you're going to promote. So do you like to, you know, whatever your social media is, where are you going to put the show? And again, I mentioned YouTube channel. So if the host does the YouTube video as well, you're probably doing two posts about it, one for the audio, one for the video. So you want to make sure you do that. And you can keep promoting the show. I try and keep a list of, you know, to what I'm talking about at different shows. And so when I'm in another format doing something, I can say, oh, you know, I talked about this on um, on claim the stage and here you could have all the information and you can, you know, put it together. So you want to make sure that people have that all the time that you are a podcast guest, that this is an example of how you speak and how you say your message and what your message is and the information that you have. And you can point people there all the time. I also create a page on my website of all the shows. So people have links to them. They can just I refer people to my website and they can find the shows that I've been on. So it's something, the real key is going forward, promoting the show. Sure, definitely the week that it's live, but also thinking long-term about how you can bring that show up again in conversation. Excellent. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about your podcast and your book? Sure. So my podcast is called Ready Entrepreneur, the Ready Entrepreneur podcast. And I prepare aspiring online entrepreneurs to get started in online business. So the thing that I noticed when I got started was there was no roadmap. (laughs) You know, it's a lot of information about everything online, but this is to lay out how you can go forward and do that. And I actually have a, a more recent book now that I've started on the podcast road. So Podcast Discoveries is my most recent book, which is about being a host, a guest, and a listener and getting the most out of podcasts. And it's based on this work that I have been doing the last few months as a, as a podcast guest, reaching out to different podcasters and seeing what's happening in this landscape, which is changing very quickly. I probably need to do an update right away. <laughs> oh, is that book on Amazon or where can yes, we get that? Yes. So Podcast Discoveries, you can find everywhere that eBooks are sold. And you can also come over to readyentrepreneur.com and you'll find it there. Excellent. Well, thanks so much for coming on the show today, Case. I meant to tell you earlier when when you first reached out to me and I saw your name, I thought she sounds like a superhero. Case Lane is such a cool (laughs) name. Like you could either be this like really heavy hitting detective or superhero if like the podcasting thing doesn't work out. So. (laughs) So thanks so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate all your insights and advice. Thank you. It was great to be here. All right. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you did, you can show me some love by leaving a rating and review wherever you listen so more people can find us. Claim the Stage is a production of Speaker Sisterhood, and it's recorded in the Glitter Closet in Holyoke, Massachusetts. Music is composed by Chris Collins. Until next time, stop waiting, start creating. Bye for now.